I'm here to tell you today that those of us who have God's wisdom guiding and directing our lives are pretty easy to get along with. Hello, and welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan, and is led by Pastor Daniel White. Pastor White has been serving as the senior pastor since its founding in 1998. We hope the message today will be a help and encouragement as you seek to become more like Jesus Christ in your everyday life. This and many other messages by Pastor White can be downloaded for free. Just visit our website at www. FBCClarkLake.org or visit us on iTunes where our weekly podcasts can be downloaded for free. Now let us take our Bibles and join Pastor White as he continues to teach us God's truths today. You know, this morning I'm going to be preaching on why are some people just so hard to get along with? You know why? They're not counting their blessings, right? Yeah, if they were, they wouldn't be so grumpy all the time. All right, take your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 7. I've been wanting to preach this message for a long, long time. And so today's the day, here we go. Why are there so many people that are so difficult to get along with in life? Well, we're going to try to answer that this morning. You know, the, the truth is, most people are pretty easy to get along with. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, most, most people are. Uh, there might be a little bit of friction, you know, in relationships from time to time. But for the most part, we pretty much get along with everyone. But then you have those difficult people who can't seem to get along with anybody. I'm going to read a very familiar passage of Scripture. I hope it is familiar to you. I'm going to actually preach a message today and then next week from this same passage. Matthew chapter 7, the words of Christ. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye. That's the holier than thou crowd. We'll talk about them next week. Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote that is in thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast the mote out of thy brother's eye. Now drop down to verse 12. Therefore, all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. We know this as the golden what? Wouldn't it be wonderful? Hello? Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we all lived by the golden rule that Jesus laid down here in this passage of Scripture? But, you know we got to contend with those folks who are just so hard to get along with. You know, the Word of God tells us how we should behave in our relationships with one another. And relationships are very important, aren't they? Are they important to you? Well, of course they are. So the Bible says we are to be kind one to another. We're to be tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven us. That's how we should be. Listen. That's how we should be in our relationships with each other. We should not be the kind of people that are just so difficult and obstinate 
to get along with. That's not how God would have it to be. And if that's how it is with you today, I'm here to tell you, by the grace of God, you need to change. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray you'd bless the preaching and the teaching of your word this morning. Would you speak into our hearts? And if we find ourselves in that category of not living out the golden rule, of being very difficult to get along with and very obstinate from, at times, that, Lord, uh, you would help us to realize that this is sin, that this is wrong, and that you need to change this in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Several times in my ministry, I've preached on the one another's of Scripture. How many are familiar with the one another's? There's a bunch of one another's in the Word of God. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if we all lived by the one another's? Now, some of you are saying, what are the one another's? Well, I'm going to tell you what the one another's are. The Bible said we're to love one another. We're to serve one another. We're to accept one another. We're to strengthen one another, help one another, care for one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, submit one to another, commit one to another, admonish one another, provoke one another to love and good works. We're to fellowship with one another and to agree with one another and be concerned one for another and to humble ourselves before each other. We are to be compassionate one to another and not to be angry with one another. We are not to lie one to another, grumble one to another, but we're to prefer one another, be at peace with one another. We're to sing one to another, that some of us. <laughs> We're to be of the same mind one toward another. We're to comfort one another, be kind one to another, live in peace one with another, bear one another's burdens, build trust one with another, be devoted to one another, be patient with one another, be interested in one another. We're to be accountable to one another. We're to confess our faults one to another. We're to live in harmony one with another. We're not to be conceited toward one another. We're not to pass judgment one on another. We're not to slander one another. And we're to greet one another with a holy kiss. And we'll settle for a handshake here at Fellowship. <laughs> Now again, stop and think about how different the world would be, how different the Christian community would be, how different the church would be if we were living out these one another's in our lives. I'm here to tell you today that those of us who have God's wisdom guiding and directing our lives are pretty easy to get along with. I'm going to say it again. Those of us who have God's wisdom and God's direction leading and guiding our lives are, are pretty easy to get along with. Listen to what the Bible said about the wisdom of God, which should be controlling each one of our lives. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. So those of us who have God's wisdom guiding our lives and we're living according to that wisdom, we're going to be folks that are pretty easy to get along with. But then there's that subgroup of people. Like I said, they don't seem to get along with anyone. Now, have you noticed that sometimes people get upset with the preacher? Yeah, how many have ever noticed that? You ever noticed that? So the preacher. They think the preacher's picking on them, right? But the preacher's pointing them out. Have you ever noticed you never get upset with the preacher when he's preaching about someone else's sin? Hello, amen. But it's only when the preacher is preaching on your sin. So if you're getting upset with the preacher right now, this message is probably for you. 
you difficult to get along with person. <laughs> What's their problem? What's their problem? But we're going to talk about that. One of the things is that people who are hard to get along with, they have a tendency to project blame on others. You know, it's always someone else's fault for the problems that they have. It's always someone else's fault for the conflict that they find themselves in. And then listen, they're masters at making you feel guilty because you're not meeting their needs or their expectations. They're just masters at it. Romans chapter 2, verse 1 through verse 2, speaks about this specifically, and I encourage you to read that passage of Scripture. These kind of people, these hard-to-get-along-with people, listen to me, they fail to take personal responsibility. We are living in a culture that won't step up to the plate and take responsibility for anything. Have you ever noticed it's always someone else's fault? It's always someone else's problem. I'm in this conflict because of what he or she has done. No one wants to take responsibility for anything, and that makes a person very hard to get along with. We all have faults. We all have sins. And we all have shortcomings. But when we're trying to make other people feel guilty, or we're trying to cast the blame on other people, I'll tell you what, you become a person that's very, very, very difficult to get along with. And you're a real pain in the you-know-what. I want to tell you something. God is going to hold us accountable someday. The Bible said we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. That we will give an account for the things that we have done, whether they be good or whether they be bad. You better hold yourself accountable for your own actions. And stop blaming others and stop trying to make other people feel guilty for the problems and conflicts that you have in your life. Furthermore, something that I've noticed about these people who are hard to get along with is that they're very little interested in anybody else other than themselves. You notice that? The world just kind of revolves around them. Their only interest is their needs and their needs being met. It's that self-focus. But the Bible said if there be any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels of mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind, not difficult to get along with. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. That's the hard to get along with crowd. But with lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let's get back to that passage. Look not every man on his own things. Don't be self-absorbed. Don't be so focused on your own life and your own needs. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation. Humbled himself. So these people that are hard to get along with are very self-centered, interested, interested only in their own personal needs. Another thing that I've noticed, and by the way, I've been in the ministry 34 years, I've noticed a few things. 
One thing I noticed, the church would be awesome if there wasn't any people in it. (laughs) But these people are manipulative. Did I say that right? You all know what I mean. Self-serving. And they're very distressing to be around. The truth is, it's, it's like they suck the joy and the vitality right out of you. Someone said they're energy takers instead of energy givers. Being around these kind of people, these negative people who are only focused on themselves and selfish, being around them will negatively affect your life. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible said, Be not deceived. Evil friendships corrupt good manners. Good manners. These people don't have good manners. Good manners are to be nice and to be polite and to be respectful. Not to be difficult. You hang around a person like that and you're going to have the tendency to pick up their negative vibes. Do you all agree with me on that? Another thing that I've noticed. I'm glad you're agreeing with me because you notice the same things I do. These people tend to get upset about everyone else's behavior, but they never get upset about their own. Want to cast the moat out of their brother's eye so concerned about their brother but they're not concerned about the beam that is in their own eye that's keeping them blind it's like the difference between a toothpick and a railroad beam sometimes oh it's quiet in here today man Hard preacher, it's so quiet. I don't even have to snap my fingers this morning. Everyone's just all ears. Sometimes when you confront these kind of people, these difficult people with their sinful behavior, they're totally unable to see that problem because the beam is in their eye. That railroad tie is in their eye. They can't see past that. And anytime you try to correct someone like that, these difficult people, you know what they do? They take it as a serious attack upon their own personal character. You're just attacking me. And they throw out that word, you're judging me. That's the throwback. Can I tell you something? It's hard to help someone like that. Solomon said these difficult people will even get to a place in their life where they become a scorner. They scorn rebuke. Someone's trying to help them and they just throw it back. Listen to what Solomon said in the book of Proverbs. He said, He that reproveth a scorner getteth to himself shame. And he that rebuketh a wicked man getteth to himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. 
Let me say that again. Rebuke a wise man and he'll love you for it. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out, yea, strife and reproach shall cease. What Solomon was saying, he said there's no hope when you enter that level of being a scorner. Wish we had as many amens as we do sneezes and coughs this morning. Wow. The world, I'm sorry to say, but the world is full of obstinate people. Some of you work with these kind of people. Some of you live with these kind of, don't say amen. Some of you live with these kind of people. I was going to say some of you are married to these kind of people. I thought, no. Some of you go to school with these kind of people. Some of you worship with these kind of people. I hope you're not that kind of person. So the question is, why? Why are some of these people so hard to get along with when most people are pretty much thoughtful and pleasant and don't cause any trouble? What makes a difficult person a difficult person? Well, I believe there's reasons for this. And I want to address those reasons. But I also want to say this before we go any further. And Ben really hit on it in Sunday school class this morning. God can change even the most obstinate of hearts. Do you believe that? Say amen. I, I believe that. I believe that God could take that hard to get along with obstinate, rebellious, in your face person, and God could turn them into a person who brings great joy into your life. God's word speaks about being made a new creature in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's what? Old things are passed away. That way you used to be. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. The old man is dead and the new man has been brought to life. Remember, with God, nothing shall be impossible. God can change people like that. God's Word can transform a person like that. The Bible talks about being transformed by the renewing of your mind in the Word of God. The Word of God, I believe, listen to me, the Word of God has the power to completely change a person, even their personality. Now, I've had people argue with that, with me about that point. Say, no, your personality is what it is. You know, God programmed that into you at birth. That's not true. If God transforms, if God completely changes, if He makes the old new, He can change even a person's personality by His grace and by His power. That means there's hope for you. The Bible says that God can conform us. If we would allow Him to, He can conform us into the image of Christ. But here's the thing, can the Ethiopian change his skin? What's the answer? No. Can the leopard change his spots? No. But who can change a man? God can. If you'll admit your sin and come to him with a broken heart and say, God, would you make me a new person? God will change you from the inside out. That's what the Holy Spirit is up to. 
That's why we're so encouraging you ladies to go to this next month of classes that's all about the ministry and work of the Holy Spirit conforming us to Christ and filling us and controlling us. Do you know people who are hard to get along with? What is at the root of that? What's the root sin? I want to talk about a couple things. Number one, they may not be saved. Some people are just hard to get along with because they have no Holy Spirit living in them. The Bible said they profess that they know God, but in their works, in the way that they live and conduct themselves, they deny Him. I'll tell you something, it's easy to say you're saved. But it's another thing to truly be born again and have the Holy Ghost indwelling you. So it could be that they're not saved. So they have no power to be different. The second possibility is that they're backslidden, that they're just carnal Christians. The Bible says in Jeremiah 3 and verse 11, And the Lord said unto me, Backsliding Israel hath justified herself. That's what these hard to get along with people do. They just justify themselves. Now I told you earlier, I've been in the ministry now going on 34 years. And as I was preparing this message, this took me some time to prepare this. I've actually been working on this message since we went to Florida. How long ago was that, honey? In May. And you're just getting it today. And I did a lot of thinking over this. And I did a lot of going back in my dealings with people in my own personal life. And I just wrote down some things here that I've seen over the years. When a person doesn't walk with God, here's some of the things that just manifest themselves in that person's life. They become extremely selfish and self-centered and the world just revolves around them. They become very prideful. They become demanding. They jump to conclusions about things they are totally ignorant of. The Bible said, a wise man searcheth out a matter, a fool believes everything he hears. They're always right and they don't mind telling you so. They love to argue and to debate, which absolutely does no good. Why have I learned over the years, just don't go there. They're never wrong. And if they are wrong, they'll never admit it. They're always making excuses for their behavior. They're negative. They have bad attitudes. They won't listen to counsel, rebuke, or preaching. Or preaching. They're rude, they're critical and judgmental. They have anger issues because they lash out, they blow up, they fly off the handle when confronted. They're people who love to be in control. So they use their critical, negative, judgmental attitude in order to control people and get what they want. They have a rebellious spirit towards authority. They thrive on gossip and slander. They're often very bitter people. And they love to make others just as miserable as they are. Misery loves company. They don't mind hurting other people's feelings. They are inflexible. They're rigid. It 
It's either their way or the highway. They are unhappy in life if everything is not going their way. And they don't mind expressing it. They just are grumpy most all the time. Because the truth is, most all the time, things don't go our way. They're imbalanced. Everything seems to be blown out of proportion. They make mountains out of molehills. They're flipping out, and they always seem to have a wrong perspective. You know what the problem is? Either they're not saved or they're not filled with the Holy Spirit. That's it. So I have a question for you today. Are you saved? If you are saved, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? Is He controlling your life? Well, if He is, the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and self-control. Against such there is no law. Well, they may be unsaved. They may be carnal. There's a couple other things that I thought about. It could be that in their past life they were abused. We have so much abuse today. Maybe that they were neglected. It may be that they were bullied. They were made fun of as a child. And they've just developed a really hard heart. You know, some of our precious children, if you would explore their past, it's horrifying what they've gone through. The mental abuse, the sexual abuse, the abandonment, alcoholic parents, drug abuse in the home, violence in the home. I want to tell you, this causes children to be raised to be adults who become very difficult to get along with. There's a couple directions that they will go. They will go into themselves and they'll have low self-worth and they'll be withdrawn and self-absorbed. tell you, a person like that's hard to deal with. They just have this hard shell all around them. You can't seem to crack it. But then you have those who kind of go the other direction and they just they become fighters. No one's going to hurt me. No one's going to tell me what to do. And they just become deeply rebellious. Say, my heart goes out to children being raised in many homes throughout America today. Doesn't yours? We see these kids come in, and I'll tell you what. You know know what they want? That's right, Pansy. I saw you say it. These kids want to be loved. These kids will come up to me who hardly know me and they'll throw their arms around my leg and they'll hug me and they'll tell me they love me. These kids are precious. Could be that you're unsaved. Could be that you're just a carnal Christian. It could be that maybe you were raised in a very bad environment. I want to tell you, God can heal you from that. Greg, do you need to leave and get a drink of water? I think there's a fourth reason why so many people are so hard to get along with is that they've been poorly raised as children by neglectant parents. Quite some time ago, probably three or four years ago, I preached a message on how to raise a rebellious, spoiled, lazy, irresponsible brat. 
we got a lot of parents raising brats. I just never, I've probably mentioned this way too much. I just, it, I'll just never get over the family that left our church when I preached on Matthew 5.13, when I said, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savior, it is therefore good for nothing. And I said, there's just some Christians who are just good for nothing Christians. And I gave some examples of Christians who are good for nothing. That's what Jesus said. Just good for nothing, but he cast out and trod under the foot of men. And this person thought I was just, I was preaching at them. And they left the church. So getting right with God, they left the church. But I'm here to tell you, look up at me right now. Some of you are good for nothing Christians. Your salt has lost its savor. I'm not sure why that is, but you better figure it out. But if you want to raise a good-for-nothing, spoiled, lazy, rebellious, irresponsible brat, let me give you some suggestions on how to go about doing that. First of all, make sure you never spank your child and make sure you give in to their whining. Give them whatever they want. Make lots of idle threats at least two, three, four, five times before you do anything. Yell and scream at them, but don't ever discipline them. Be inconsistent in your discipline and pamper them and try to be their friend instead of their parent. Make sure you always stick up for them, especially against other authority. Make sure you blame others for their misbehavior. After all, your precious little kids would never do that. Let them manipulate you to get what they want. Let them throw temper tantrums and bad attitudes. Don't hold them accountable. Don't teach them personal responsibility. Never make them pay for restitution. Don't make them work for the things that they want. Don't make them fix or pay for the things that they've broken. Don't teach them the value of hard work. Don't make them do chores. Don't make them clean up after themselves. Don't make them apply themselves in school. Don't make them dress modestly. But let them dress in the latest fashions and styles. Make sure they have an iPhone, a computer, a TV, a stereo, an iPad, and all the other electronic gadgets. Give them unlimited access and unfiltered access to the internet. Allow them to listen to whatever music they want to listen to. Let them watch whatever DVDs they want to watch. Make sure you get them lots of video games. Don't censor their reading material. Let them go to movies and let them go to dances. Let them hang out with whoever they want to hang out with. Teach them that social drinking is okay. Make sure you never read their emails. Let them correspond with friends on Facebook and MySpace. Make sure they get a humanistic education. Allow them to be exposed to the occult. Excuse and support their disobedience to God. Allow them to go to sleepovers. Encourage them to date around. Allow them to choose to go to church whether they want to or not. Don't make them have their personal devotions. Don't talk to them about spiritual things. Don't try to disciple them. Don't give them instruction from God's word. Don't instill in them biblical convictions. 
have a materialistic view of life. Make sure to criticize your pastor, his teachings, his convictions, and his standards. Don't attend church faithfully. Don't become involved in your local church. Don't attend special meetings. Don't go to Bible conferences. Don't go to mission conferences. Don't go to revival services. Don't send your kids to youth rallies or summer camps. Never allow your children to see you humble yourself and walk the aisle. Make sure to gossip about your brothers and sisters in Christ. Refuse to follow your pastor's teachings. Criticize and make fun of those who have biblical convictions. Live a hypocritical life. And I'll guarantee you, you're going to raise an adult who's going to be really hard to get along with. So much more I want to say, but we'll hold that till the next message. I think this is right where God would have us to stop. If you're one of those people who are difficult to get along with, stop, stop putting things away. We have had more distraction today in this message than I can, I can ever remember. If you could see what I have seen this morning, we've had at least 20 people get up and leave. And I know when you got, I know, I know what it is when you have to cough and you're trying to hold it back and not cough and children cry. But I'm here to tell you, listen, listen to me. I know when spiritual warfare is going on. And you've been excellent today as a congregation, just kind of ignoring all those people getting up and walking out and all the distraction that is going on. But I want you to understand something right now. What you sow, you reap. If you're this kind of person that I'm describing today, I guarantee you, you better watch out because you're going to reap that later on in your life. And you know what? I love you enough that I don't want to see you reap that. It's a hard thing to live with. It's a hard thing to be around with someone who's a difficult person. Thank you for listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you've missed any messages or would like to hear this one again, just visit our website at www.fbcclarklake.org or visit us on iTunes where you can subscribe for free to our weekly podcast. If this or any other message has been an encouragement to you, we would love to hear about it. Just send us a note on our website. If you do not currently have a church you are attending, we would love to have you come visit us here at Fellowship Baptist. Baptist. We are located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan, 49234. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again next time. Have a great day, and God bless.